Indiana, a man who has risen to prominence most recently through his chairmanship of the House Republican Study Committee, a really important body, the largest body of conservatives in the United States Congress. And under his leadership, I think it's got its footing back, which, uh, sorry to say, seemed not to have so much for some time. Uh, he has served his country in the uniform, I believe, of the United States Navy. That's right. And other places in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. He has, uh, of course, been working in the halls of Congress on a whole host of issues, but one that we're particularly keen on is the leadership he's brought to the issue of the threat posed to this country by the Chinese Communist Party and the fact that most of us are still, even after, well, I consider to have been a biological warfare attack was visited upon us, we fail to appreciate the full dimensions of the threat from the unrestricted warfare of the CCP. So, Congressman, first of all, thank you for the leadership. You Great to be with you, Frank. This. Thanks for so, all that you do and all that you stand for as well. It inspires the rest of us. Well, thank you very much for that. Let me ask you about um, the body of work that I think you were instrumental in putting together under partly, I guess, the study committee's authority, but, but the leadership of the Republicans in the House a year or so ago. You mapped out a really impressive array of recommendations for changes in U.S. policy. How's it going? in affecting huh. those changes. I wish I had a better answer for you, Frank. I mean, with these Democrats in control, there has been no energy at all behind confronting the greatest threat that America faces today, which is communist China. There's a lot of talk this week about Ukraine, and that's really important. But the biggest reason that it's important is because China is watching. They are watching the weakest president and commander in chief we have ever had in the White House. Um, operate and uh, handle a ca catastrophic situation with Russia inva invading Ukraine and not doing anything about it. Uh, yesterday, Biden did a major head fake with these sanctions. Unfortunately, it wasn't a head fake toward Putin. It was a head fake to the American people. He signed sanctions that the more you read into these sanctions, the more you realize that they don't do anything at all. Smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. They carved out anything related to Russia's energy sector at a time when we, be, we should be crippling China's oil and gas industry that was carved China's completely or, or Russia, uh, uh, Russia, mm -hmm. Russia at a time when we should be going after Russia's uh, oil and gas. The, the sanctions completely carved that out. So China is watching. They're seeing weakness. They, they have been meeting and coordinating with Russia in all of this. And, and, and this morning, uh, both uh, Xi and Putin met and spoke again. They put out a statement in the last couple of days, and their statement was significant. Their statement said, Ukraine belongs to Russia, Taiwan belongs to China. So make no doubt about it, what's happening in Russia has direct impact on, uh, on a rising China. And China's goals are a lot different than Russia's goals. I mean, China's, China wants to become the hegemonic power. They want to, they want to control the, the rest of the world and dominate the United States of America. And right now, they know they have a president in the White House who's going to let him get away with it. I, I, I want to just tease out that last point because I, I think it's really important. Clearly, this won't end well for Russia. Um, maybe on Vladimir Putin's watch, maybe après moi le déluge, as they say, uh, somebody else's. But China is going to take parts of Russia. That's I right. There's no doubt about it. They've already got large numbers of Chinese in Siberia, for example, as you know. 
Um, do you have any thought as to what it is that Putin is reckoning? Is it just a, a marriage of convenience for the moment to sort of work his efforts to build out his empire? And, yes, uh, this the is an, take the an unholy alliance between the axis of evil uh, uh, that exists today. N not just Russia and China, but Iran as well. You have a rising Iran uh, who's closer than ever before to, to achieving a, nu a nuclear uh, weapon program in their country as the Biden administration re-enters talks into the JCPOA, the disastrous Iran nuclear deal. So, but but why, why does it matter? It matters because in that relationship, that unholy alliance, the axis of evil between those three countries, China is the one that's controlling uh, the rest of them. So when you see Russia make a move like they have, they did it with the with the tacit approval of China. China uh, Xi told Putin to wait until after the Olympics, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. I'm not even sure it's so tacit. I think, especially in any secret protocols to that uh, agreement they issued, it was probably laid out. Do it after the, and we're all in. And, and presumably, the quid pro quo is Russia is going to support China in taking Taiwan, not just that's its right. title to it. That, that's what we should be fearing in this moment. A lot of talk about sending troops to Ukraine or American troops uh, to Europe. That's exactly what China wants to happen. They want America to get involved in other Afghanistan. They want America to overextend itself. They, they, they're watching America decline already, but they want us to decline even more by entering into conflicts like this one. That's, that's good for China. We have to be aware of that. We have to be very, very careful about that. But at the end of the day, the common sense solution, what would get not just Putin's attention, but Xi's attention as well, is to sanction Putin directly, remove uh, Russia from the SWIFT international banking system, go after all of the oligarchs around Putin that prop him up, and then isolate Russia's uh, energy sector. Th those types of tough sanctions will not just get Putin's attention, but it speaks loudly to China as well. Let me come back to your own legislative efforts, Congressman, because I, I think they are so important. And especially as we see this, well, epical election looming, uh, it does seem to me this is the kind of defining issue for uh, the November choice that the public has to make. And we're not getting into the partisan politics here, but I've, as I've shared with you elsewhere, um, been very imprinted by Ronald Reagan's efforts to secure from the American people in the run-up to the 1980 campaign a mandate uh, at that time to take down the Soviet Union, the last totalitarian communist system that was trying to destroy us. And he got that mandate by running on it, and then he acted on it when he was elected. Do you see this as, uh, you, you've indicated that there was a stark difference with the Democrats in the Congress on these issues. Do you see this as potentially being that kind of real choice that needs to be presented as you know clearly as possible in this election? It's a season? clear choice. I, I think about this every day. I mean, with what we had for four years under Donald Trump, who echoed so well the Reagan era peace through strength mantra versus the weakness and appeasement that we see every day on Joe Biden's watch. There is not a single day that Joe Biden has been in office when the world was more safe and secure than when Donald Trump was in office. That's a, that is a fact. 
and uh, the American people get it. They see it. But Reagan, when Reagan talked about peace through strength, as you well know, he wasn't just talking about a strong military. He was talking about a strong America. And what we're watching right now, the, the decline of living standards in America, the decline of our, sta our overall our standard of living, the decline of America on Joe Biden's watch means that we're not in a position of strength, a, a projecting a, a, a position of strength around the world is just the opposite. And that make no mistake about it, there is not a, it's not an accident that Putin is invading Ukraine today, that China will invade Taiwan tomorrow and the days to come. They were waiting for a weak-kneed leader like Joe Biden to do exactly this. They knew they didn't have it with Donald Trump in the White House. They know they have it today, and that's why the timing is so, uh, so relevant and why I think the American people get it. They get it, they feel it, they see it. Um, they know that Joe Biden is to blame and, uh, and I, I think there's going to be a big price to pay for Democrats in the midterm election because of it. We shall see. Let me just ask you, in closing very quickly, um, I worry that it's not just weakness um, or, or incompetence, for that matter, and people tend to attribute these kinds of, well, disasters, including Afghanistan, uh, to one or the other of those. I, I fear that, in part, it is actually a function of the co-option, the actual compromise of the President of the United States. And again, you've served in uniform as well as in the Congress. You know how important for anybody in the chain of command south of him it is that you actually can pass your background checks, for example. This man could never pass a background check, given the compromises by his family and arguably the big guy himself. I just ask you, uh, when you look at the dangers to our country, if the Chinese Communist Party, maybe they're wrong, but let's just say for the purpose of discussion, they think they actually own Joe Biden, would that not be a factor in their calculations as to whether they can get away with murder? I think this is so important. It's a question that millions of Americans are asking. It's a question that I'm asking. Hunter Biden and the Biden family got so filthy rich with business dealings in these countries that we're now seeing um, all of a sudden become the hot spots in the world, our, our biggest adversaries who are working against this American interests. a remarkable interest. correlation, doesn't there? It, it's, these are questions that demand answers. And I know that Next January is a long ways off. We can't wait that long. But when we get the majority back and Jim Jordan is chairman of the Judiciary Committee, I hope one of the first things we do is haul Hunter Biden before the committee and question him about these business dealings because it is relevant. Yes. It does matter. And these, these questions deserve answers. And make no mistake about it. Everything that the Biden administration done has not, it's not, there's, there have been no accidents. It's not an accident that they've opened the border wide open. It's not an accident that inflation is the worst that it's been in 40 years. It's not an accident that, that from their crime, their their uh, their anti-police agenda to uh, the debacle in Afghanistan. It's all been intentional. Energy sector. It's all been intentional, a direct result of their policies, and they I need to be held accountable for more. I, I call it a wrecking operation because I think that's the thing that is the connective tissue. It explains why everything, seemingly everything, is going wrong. Congressman Jim Banks, terrific to talk with you. I've wanted to do this for a long time, and it's Likewise. great to do it in person here at CPAC, and I uh, hope we'll be able to do this great again in the you. near future. Thank, Thank you, Thank you, sir, for your time and your service. Keep it up, sir. Come back to us soon.